Apologies in advance. This episode was recorded while Chandra was battling gale force winds with a very choppy internet connection. We lost the high quality recording and have only managed to salvage this from our backups. As such, the audio quality is less than ideal. We apologize for this and hope to be back to normal in the next episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Randin Podcast. Huzzah! Yay! Now, we were on a good, good kind of cadence, but then uh, lots of random stuff has happened. So I believe it's time for another catch up. So how are you, Chandra? Well, it's been an interesting morning. <laughs> so this weekend, there was a big storm kind of predicted to blow through. It's uh, the, the name given to it is called the Misrael. It's like one of the strong winds that funnels down over the French Alps. I know, bloody French. And then comes down over the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, right now I'm in Sardinia. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, well, uh, I'm floating in the Mediterranean Sea, shall we say? Hello, and I have a cat. <laughs> I know it should be a quote cat. But uh, yeah, so they have these winds that come through every few weeks, and where they start, they sort of blow like 100 k's an hour, and you get Whoa, sort of uh, sea right? about four meters. Yeah. Um, so generally speaking, uh, you try to find somewhere to hide, um, that's away from the wind with some land blocking the wind. Um, so you found and a I found a boat, I found a good place. There's some other people here. That's always a good sign. And yesterday was a little bit windy, but not too bad. And today's kind of the worst of it. So this morning I woke up at 5.45. So on a, when you're on a boat, you hear every noise and anything that's not right you're like what it just wakes you up instantly so 5 45 just said a big thunk and so oh, get up get out of bed one of the other crew members got up as well and was like eh, what what and uh went up to the front of the boat and uh one of the things that i was kind of suspecting might happen did happen which is there's an anchor and then there's a chain and that's connected to the boat but what you also do is you tie some lines, sort of some rope from the front of the boat to the chain so that uh, that's what takes all the load. Um, from the factory, it comes with this metal shackle, which is like a, think of it like a metal circle that you can bolt open and closed. Uh, and I remember seeing it thinking, hmm, it's like rated to eight. Sort of thing. Yeah, think of it like a carabiner, but super heavy duty. Um, yeah. And on the expensive ones, they print what their working load is. And this one had printed on it 840 kilos, which I was like, hmm, that doesn't seem to be enough. Uh, for context, my boats probably weigh somewhere between 16 and 20 tons. And it's like an apartment block. Yeah. And it kind of looks like an apartment block. So when wind catches it, it gets pushed. <laughs> uh, what? Sorry. Aerodynamically, exactly. the Tesla. So for a little while, I took that shackle off and I used uh, what we call a soft shackle, which is basically the uh, same sort of loop, but you actually made make it out of this line called Dyneema, which is stronger than steel. So, for to give you an idea, say a normal shackle that size, say that's what holds a thousand kilos, the Dyneema shackle would hold about five thousand kilos. 
Um, but so the downside is, is stronger than Superman. Yeah, pretty much. If you want, <laughs> my rope is stronger than Superman. Dynamo is what you want. Man of Dynamo. I was like, oh, well, just need the battery, so I'll just put both on. Unfortunately, I was right, and that shackle broke, and so uh, the lines tying onto the rope and to the chain you know, disconnected themselves. Thankfully, it's connected multiple other places. So managed to uh, replace that other shackle and uh, fish out the sac- soft shackle and it all secure after a bit. But that was an interesting start to the morning, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a, actually, like, I mean, obviously it's a point of anchoring. So you had multiple failures. So it wasn't like, there was yeah, a huge it wasn't like, off we go. But uh, it's kind of put it this way. It's the first main line of safety down. So, okay. yeah. How many other lines of safety kind of, do you have? Uh, two more. And there's another anchor. And there's more chain. <laughs> well, so hey, hey, as I want to say, you know, the boat life didn't choose you. You chose the boat life. <laughs> <laughs> well, put it this way. There's always, uh, you know how, probably in anesthetics and mid as well, you have plan A, but then there's also, you know, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Oh, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, there's always you know, the plan of last resort. We're going to go into is, that. Yeah, well, there's always the plan of last resort, which is um, actually, if I head downwind, I'll get to Italy in about a day. <laughs> so, <laughs> generally speaking, yeah, okay. the, the the most unsafe thing for a boat is hard things. So, if you're away from land, you're generally safer than going into land. Well, fair, fair enough. Especially so, that's like the backup of all resorts. Especially if it's windy and you can't drop anchor. <laughs> exactly. But that's why you have multiple anchors as well, just in case. No wonder your boat's like weighs like ten tons. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I've been told is basically by the time you really get into it, and by the time you're sort of leaving the safety of you know Mediterranean, Caribbean, you're essentially carting around a whole extra boat with you with a spare parts. Because you know, like this, I saw that shackle and I was like, mm, that's a bit weak. Better buy another couple of those. <laughs> so everything you'll eventually go. Mm, Better get another one of those as well, just in case. I don't know, man. Like, it sounds relaxing, but also constant stress. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. it's a great mixture. So, for contrast, yesterday I was uh, just, you know, about 200 meters, or about two, 300 meters from the boat. There's a little secluded beach, no one there. Um, just a bit of rock and then some nice sand and some snorkeling up front. I swam out there. The other one of the other crew members brought um, some beers on a paddleboard and then just sat there, listened to an audiobook, had some beers, had some snacks. It was great, good way to spend an afternoon. And uh, yeah, back to the boat. <laughs> How many crew members do you have today? Uh, I got two people, on, two other people on board. That seems to be a good way. I've got one person who's like a fairly experienced, uh, you know, been on boats a lot. And she happens to be a chef as well, so you know it's great. We have good food every day, and then got another person who teaches uh, sailing on small boats. So eh, yeah, good mix. Fairly experienced crew. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice, and um, basically it also means it's like uh, I can do most things, but then uh, if something goes wrong, it's quite helpful to have some extra people go. Okay, you do that. I'll do this. So yeah. Nice, nice. Plus. Food is essential. So, for example, this morning, uh, you know, post settling down the uh, breaking things, um, that was quite nice actually. We managed to recover that broken metal thing. So, instead of it looking like a U, 
it's straightened out like literally like it's just a straight piece of metal now that needs to be bent with like holding it together. With it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Maybe can put it in a bolt gun, I guess. Uh-huh. But I'll keep it because you never know what I might need it for next. <laughs> what, like whack a shark? It's like ah, go away! You did you say someone was saying it's like? Well, like, actually, go? you laugh, but when I found uh, Portugal because there was a lot of orca attacks happening. So there was a few things that are like, I don't know, trying to be somewhat effective, like you know, staying within X number of meters, throwing sand in the water if they come behind you, um, bleach, making sound, etc. But then I also had a whole bunch of other like broken bits and pieces of metal things. So I was like, eh, keep those through. Eh, eh, throw them at it. You never know when you need these things. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge an orca. <laughs> exactly. Take that. <laughs> if no one's seen dodgeball, that will make no sense whatsoever. And for context, I'm not attacking the orcas. They're attacking the boats. <laughs> not hunting yeah, them down. Like that's legal legal disclaimer for, like, was it yeah. <laughs> Um, they're they're, they're a protected species and you're not allowed to harm them. But I, I am allowed to tell them to get off my rudder, which they <laughs> tend to do on on boats. Anyway, different problem. Ah, yeah, it, it sounds um, eventfully relaxing. Yeah, so, you know, there's a little bit of good, there's a little bit of bad. <laughs> but overall, still enjoying it? Still loving it. It's also been a nice little test because uh, some people, what they do is when there's bad weather, they tie up at a marina, um, which is like, you know, a dock, and then you tie the boat off. But again, different people have different views on this from what I've heard. Some people are like, mm, well, you tie it off to a dock, then you have to, I have to trust the dock and your boat not banging into the dock. Whereas if you're on anchor, there's nothing around you. So, and also when you get out to the middle of nowhere, there is no dock. So, you know. Good place to test with you. Yeah, uh, but overall, yeah. still loving it. Um, last week, I uh, was in Aguero, which is uh, Sardinia. And uh, it was quite nice, like a couple of days, or like a little, like, uh, sort of quieter beach anchorage with a little bay that uh, you could only really get to by the boat. Um, and then spent a few days outside the main city, explored like the old town, uh, which is quite cool, like little cobblestone streets. Um, nice restaurants, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, now kind of like, mm, all right, well, staying on the boat for a few days. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the only way we're actually making the podcast work because it's currently like, yeah, a boat schedule. Hence, we've had no guests for the last little while. Like, well, <laughs> I'm not moving for a few days, hopefully. <laughs> But well, uh, no, it also feels like lockdown again because I started making a sourdough starter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least your lockdown is on a boat <laughs> in, in like the Mediterranean. It's true, and it is kind of sunny and nice. Well, well in, in a way, in, in a way, this is full circle because remember your first sailing lesson was during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. And yeah, now I'm lockdown you know, on a boat don't... again. <laughs> Well, I mean, you were escaping lockdown that time, but hey, anyway, full circle on that one. Uh, and what about you? What are you up to? Uh, lots happened. I can't remember if I told you about Korea last time. Was that I saw a lot of photos. 
Okay, so I can't remember if we discussed this on the podcast. It wasn't really confirmed something until... Something about like... non-Apple phones? Something, something. <laughs> so, I remember at the beginning of the year, I went to Singapore. Like, Samsung held, like, a yeah. funny thing where the last competition, blah, blah, blah. I went to unpack, and I was like, that was awesome. So, and that was kind of, like, semi-bucket list item done. I wanted to go... Mm-hmm. It. I was like, tick, tick, right. done. So, 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 when I did that, I was like, ah, oh, like, you know, what I really, really, like, That's when I find it. Yeah, but, well, I mean, I think because, like, I'd only put it on the checklist, like, end of last year. Like, this was end of year review last year, and this was, like, your mm. You know how normally if you have a bucket list item, you get a bit of time to refine it, to go, this is... Yeah, 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 all right, let me just tune this in. <laughs> yeah, right, that one was, like, I put it on there, didn't have time to think, and it came along, I was like, oh, okay, tick, right? But then... What I really wanted when I thought about it was like, you know, if it was like an Apple event or a Google event or a Microsoft event to do something at like their headquarters, right? And up until now, Samsung had already always done their launches in uh, San Francisco for their huh. fault, like one of them, and then New York for the foldables, like, um, right? But what happened was about a month and a, like just over a month ago, I got this random phone call going, hey, are you free? in like the last week of july i was like the hell uh maybe uh so basically cleared it all they're like yeah so this is the first time they're gonna hold the event in korea and i was like hang on at head office they're like well it probably won't be in head office but it will be in korea right okay hang on because there was no Samsung event that I could have gone to their head office before. Mm. Right? It was just like not a thing. So I never even had yeah. it on my list. I was like, all right, I'd love to try to figure out how to, I don't know, Microsoft Surface, do it that way. Like, I don't know how, like, I, you know, the, the bucket of the items are just like Antarctica, you know? I was like, I'll put yeah. it on the list and we'll figure it out. It was a sale and mm-hmm. we'll just say, you know, it's going to be one of those things, right? So yeah. this just came along. I literally had to pull all the strings and thank you to, uh, one of the secretaries from work who actually uh, made the Western part happen. Then I had to like make the same thing happen in private just to cover everything. Um, so after all that, yeah, so went to South Korea, so I went to Seoul. So that was there all essentially, not just the week gone, uh, we're recording this on the Sunday. The week prior. So I got back literally a week ago. So we went there and it was like, a, Singapore was just insane. Like you started eight in the morning and you finished at 11.30 at night. So this one was like maybe a little bit more activity, but it was spread out over four or five days. So it was like nice. Okay, that's not too bad. Actually, have time to go and do stuff like the Singapore team. Actually, see things, do things. Yeah, yeah. Especially because Korea is new to me. I've never, well, I've been for one stopover, whereas Singapore I've done lots of times, so I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. But one of the trips they had was uh, for the first day was just you know um, like walk around, do stuff. Second day was uh, go to one of their main campuses, just get orientated. They had like a bit of, like a little bit of a meet and greet sort of a thing. Um, <laughs> and then it was we went to the Samsung Digital City, which is about forty five minutes away from Seoul. So so we okay. stayed. The suburb was called Samsung. Huh? Right? Like really? The train station is called Samsung. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, and like two stuff uh, up from that is like Gangnam, like you know the Gangnam style thing. And at the Samsung station, there is actually a statue, which is two wrists doing the. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a like a you know uh, like you know one of those plots where it's a screen and if you press play, it starts playing the music. So there's all these people That's just fun. doing the dance. 
Uh, so one of the things was, yeah, we so went. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. Uh, um, gold. <laughs> um, what you may call it. Yeah, so the in so in Samsung Digital City, we had uh, what you may call it. It, it. it is an actual city, right? Like it's a city huh. within a city. It, once you get in, it has its own internal buses and whatnot, and it's what you expect from like the Googles and the Microsofts and whatnot. But this place, yep. I think, is even bigger because it's not just offices and R and D towers. They have a baseball field and a soccer pitch and multiple tennis courts oh. and basketball courts and a running track. And then somewhere where they have festivals, there's a place called Central Park. Then there's like peripheral parks, right? And like underneath, we're in R4, the research building, uh, where they do the phones and whatnot. And you go underground and that has like, I counted 12 restaurants. Like, and okay. then there's like four or five, like this is just the one building. Right. This is one of like 60 buildings. Right. Just one. About, I don't, yeah. I don't know if all of them have something like this because I did see mm. just around the corner, there was another row of shops, right? Uh, there's a hospital and it's not like, Hey, here's a medical clinic. It's a five story, takes up an entire block hospital. That Samsung owns. Yeah. Right. It, like it is, when I say it's a city, it's like a freaking city and it's supposedly the branch of uh like a massive like you know the you know the brand name hospital yeah. yeah but it's like samsung owned that and so they brought a branch into their head office because um, why not yeah right uh and so one of the trips was like they took us on a bus it's like so big they just actually got us all to hop on a bus to go around the campus but even then we ran out of time so we went to um the QA lab. So where like it's, it's what you see in um, you know those uh, videos on the internet, like phones getting dropped by a robot to test the durability. It's, uh, it's that, right? But really? then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it's like for the foldables, it's like it's just folding and unfolding. And you can see they've set it to like ten thousand folds or something, then they do another test and uh, yeah. Um and so this was just like a few hours before the launch event of the fold and flip five. And I was like, well they're launching today and you're testing them today, aren't you a bit like, oh, every time there's a software update or there's a new batch, so they'll produce them in batches, they retest and they oh, will really? retest after a software update because sometimes it might overheat. So that same process happens. So they'll do the same stuff. They, they test it again and then they test the camera performance. It's just constantly getting tested. Um, okay. And the coolest thing was that yeah, so like you know, you've seen the drop test and this test, right? So a mm. lot of it's just automated. So there's like robot with like a metal ball that just drops mm -hmm. it on the side. The phone gets spun around. Then the coolest one was there's actually like they have a freezing chamber, a humid chamber, and like multiple other chambers to test the screen integrity. So they'll have this mm. playing like a video or doing some activity on the scene. Actually, on the first room that we went into, it's like an automated robot thing just playing like uh, whatever Genshin Impact or some some Japanese RPG. So it's like flashing yeah. screens. Oh, to, to heat up yeah, the phone. Yeah, yeah, and there's just a giant screen because there's a camera pointed to it. One version is like a FLIR thermal camera, and the other version is just the screen itself. So I was like, someone just like someone's getting paid just to play a game then i realized it's actually just like an automated script that's running but it's just testing the thermal performance that was actually yep. pretty nuts to see um because like, yeah, like the foldable screens are obviously new so they're inventing yeah. ways of stress testing it uh so that was open closed open closed 
open close, open close, open close. <laughs> not just open close, it's like open close, drop it at an angle, open close, open close, do this, you know, like fire water at it to get the, because I think it's one of the few screens that I have foldable. But what if you're not holding it right? Huh? Well, what if you're not yeah. holding it right? Okay. For a generation, the entire generation has not had the iPhone issue of like dropping calls based on. Yeah, because nobody can use this. Though. Anyway, different point. <laughs> but yeah, so it was kind of like that was my, uh, you know, final, my, my, my actual bucket listing done, which was to actually mm -hmm. go to one of those tech head offices and see what it was like. And yep. this one finally, I just was like, yeah, I was getting closer to that and it's just been ticked off. I, I yeah, like out of the blue nice. again, just it's ridiculous. But also this is probably the first time I can say, uh, like the foldables, like every other one kind of half felt like a beta product. They had like these little toys. This mm -hmm. one, like you get to use them for a few days afterwards. Uh, just a form an impression and whatnot. And I made a YouTube yep. video, link below. Yeah. Oh, well, well, do we need to like and subscribe <laughs> that one as well? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Like and subscribe, people. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it, this is probably the first time, like the, the end, like the like you know, summary of it is that it's finally, I think, ready for the mainstream. Like the hinge is really nice. It falls really flat. It feels durable. Like I could, I feel like I could give one to my mom and she wouldn't break it because she wasn't holding it right. <laughs> That's a good test, the mom test. Yeah, yeah, this is the first one that I actually got because my mom has wanted one since the, my wife got the last generation one. Mm. And I was like, eh, you're not ready for it. Like, as in something will... Like, We're not quite there ready. yet. Yeah, so this is the first one that I was like, yeah, you know what? Mm. I would be okay buying this for my mom. So that okay. was... Yeah, but to bookend what was an otherwise lovely break and also just a cool way to check Korea and everything else, just before I went, like a few days before I went, I was doing a list and I had like an anaphylaxis just out of the blue. So, <laughs> you know, basically, sorry, if you see me off screen, I'm just uh, putting the engines on a touch. <laughs> <laughs> they carry on <laughs> all is well. What do you mean? It's just nice and easy, but yeah, um, the wind has just got to up to about 70 k's an hour, only 70 k's an hour. It's a perfect turning limit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Anaphylaxis. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, it was, we managed it. It was fine. You know, the patient's fine. Um, so I was kind of like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just looking forward to being away for a amount of days. Then on the other side, I got back and yesterday uh, was like, what, six days back. And my last patient, like we finished the list. It's five o'clock decides to have severe bronch like we were on the trolley like pushing out to recovery and i'm like something doesn't seem right like the loops look a little bit blue that's just poor let's put the sats probe on that's just sure everything's okay sats are 70 not 99 70 and dropping and i'm like what like we finished everything like i don't know you know so oxygen back on we put an airway back in and i just could not get her above 80 and then i realized that about she she's a pretty brittle asthmatic that she'd had a severe uh, right. asthmatic I don't really know what to, but you know, weird stuff happens. But uh, yeah, so I ended up getting stuck there because it's a private hospital that doesn't have cover after hours. So, uh, and it was a technically a pediatric patient. So I called the pediatric retrieval who normally come and take them to whoever's got a bed. Oh, wow. so they get moved out from that hospital. Yeah, yeah, except okay. the pediatric team at the time 
were en route to Adelaide because they had an echo, like really complicated hot lung thing happening. That's a long drive. Yeah, so they were getting ready to go on that, and they're like, can't figure out how to do this. And I was like, I'm going to be stuck here anyway. Do you want me to just yeah. hop in an ambulance with them? They're I'll just chill here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they sent an ambulance. I had to hop on, go to like one of the other hospitals and get home. So I was like, what I thought was going to be an early finish ended up becoming a 9 p.m. finish. Not um, ideal. Yeah, so it feels like, you know how anesthetics is meant to be like 99% boredom, 1% sheer terror? It's like... The ratio is changing, and I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> hey, you know what you should buy a boat. It's much better. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the ratio is much you're, better. Your boat, your, your boat sounds too ridiculous. <laughs> hey, you get to make extra plans all the time, and occasionally you have to think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, alrighty. Oh, by the way, as we reported the last episode, we actually do have a listener message. So, I feel like we need sound. Wait, wait, wait. Where is the pew 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 sound? There it is. There. <laughs> we need it louder. And then, wait, uh, wait, wait. It was also a. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect okay, if you look okay, at uh, analytics, there's going to be a drop off point right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we, shall we play the message? Oh, let's play the message. Okay. Let's see. Let me know if you can hear it because it's the soundboard after all. Also hilarious that I forgot about job applications and then somehow was looking at... Mm. There's some news in there. Let me just check what jobs are open. And the mm. job was closing to yesterday when I was looking. And I don't have my hard drive here where all my cover letters are. So I like put in a job application and asked that GPT to write a cover letter for me. Uh, it wasn't too bad, actually. Definitely needed editing. Um, but overall, it's basically what I would have written, but better, I guess. So you can talk about that in your next podcast for the chat GPT section. Uh, wait for it. Maybe I should Our favorite section. Updating oh. profile thing for me as well. Might have more success. Who knows? Hey. I love that we have a chat GPT section. Yep, I love it. <laughs> I didn't realize this was. Do we a... talk about chat GPT that often? <laughs> well, every time you get a chance, even if it's a guest, you're like, Oh, chat GPT, AI, AI, Bitcoin. No, 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 we can't talk about AI. But what about bots? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so there you go. We we have uh, another message, and I don't know, chat GPT. Have you have you have you been using it on the boat? Like, is there any? Well, actually, funny enough, since this morning I was doing some programming because I was like, ah, oh, I want better alarms on the boat. Because I've got all the data there, I just haven't got around to setting up off-site alarms um, that I can access off the boat. Um, so, yeah, I was like, ChatGPT, help me program this. And uh, actually pretty good code. I've just put it up on the Google Cloud function, and it works. I wanted to yeah. capture the data that the boat's sending up. That's great. Well, thingy, um, one of the guests that's coming on later this year, Daniel May, he was saying that he actually... He does a lot of programming stuff, and he was recommending that I get that with eight versions because the actual 
like how yeah it yeah i was using chat gpt4 i yeah. was just trying that out so that's uh, another one but there you go our listener has written out her entire cv using chat gpt as well and the prompts um, I, I feel like course, this is appropriate and, and and this is also the same person who you remember ages ago we were looking for uh, a, a, a listener who was looking for love. Um, yes. So it, yeah. Any suggestions for using There must be a website that helps do that already, but I reckon. Mm, you reckon you could use it to do the chatting for you and just change things. Like me afterwards. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm free here and here. Automated. No, it's ChatGPT. It's got to be like, <laughs> who that? Yeah. Just you, you know, calendar invite. Mm -hmm. Use Dali to generate images for you. Ah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is like ChatGPT. You can have a really good conversation with them. <laughs> The only problem is when they realize that like, you've got no conversational skills. Well, that'd be like funny if there was like lots of in jokes and you're just staring at them going, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> and and ChatGPT is a better conversationalist than you are. <laughs> I feel like this would be an episode of Black Mirror. ChatGPT steals a girl at the end. Oh man, there must be an episode like this already, but anyway. There must be. Uh, which, means, which means now that we've, we've gotten another listener message, we have time for... It's time for a growing up round story. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Do, do you want to go first? All right. Well, this is something I just realized actually is the differences in food um, with other like Aussies, for example. So this morning, uh, we're making you know, corn fritters to have with some salmon because that's what you do on a boat. And or in Melbourne, but yeah. anyway, yeah, <laughs> restaurant boat is way better. Everything's tastier when you're hanging on for life. <laughs> but this uh, guy currently driving a boat doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm watching wind gusts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is relaxing. This is, I, I look. I feel like this is that you know that meme where there's like a dog and he's sitting in a restaurant and the house is on fire and it just says this is fine. I feel like yeah. this is your version. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. Oh, all right. The rocks are fairly far away. Not that close to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that would be otherwise. The other people on the boat didn't just pick the greatest moment to go visit the beach. <laughs> They're at the beach, isn't there like 70k power winds? Uh, yeah, but the cliff is fairly well protected, just like a couple of hundred meters in front. So, right in front of the beach, fine, but a couple of hundred meters out where the boat is, uh, you get wind. But at this way, on the mm. other side, it'd be even worse, like double this. Yeah, you should go check that out, you know, really test the equipment out. Yeah, yeah, nah, <laughs> you've got two extra levels of safety. This is true bonus level but um okay. yeah the difference anyway. in food so they were asking about oh yeah uh should we make this or packlets i was like eh? you know what packlets are no and even things like for example like i know what pancakes are but have, did you ever grow up eating pancakes for breakfast yeah but did you ever have uh, them at home? Only at yeah only at so like, things like, like having pancakes for breakfast at home or the knowledge what of do you mean? Parata. Parata and eggs. So yeah, exactly. Eggs, that's what you have in the morning. 
and so many other random foods. And I'm like, your heart disease is not going to start any other way. What do you want? Diabetes? No, no. And then like vice versa, there's like one person on the boat that doesn't eat garlic. I'm like, huh? You would be dead (laughs) anyway. (laughs) In any ethnic country, you'd be dead by now. But, you know, are you sure they're not a vampire? How did you let them on? This is true. That's all right. I stabbed them with a wooden stake and they're still okay, so it's fine. I had to check that. Do you have any international waters or not? I think that is making things better. BRB, going to international waters. (laughs) Um. But, yeah, I realized, like, food, very different in, in, like, a roundhouse. the food at home, generally for us, always sort of curry stuff, and occasionally you get the other, you know, stuff, but as a bit of a novelty treat kind of thing. But generally, oh, like, you know, mum would make various things, like sandwiches or things, you know, just oh my God, not curry. I know. Crazy oh, just, stuff, right? just, oh, Yeah, let's not get out there too much. But, yeah, generally speaking, um... A lot of foods, you're like, oh yeah, no, that was not a home meal, but like forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you find that too? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, for us, it was like my, okay, th- this is how disgusting we got it. So, my dad, when my, so a few times during my childhood, my uh, mom would go with my little brother or I was like, you know, when we went on overseas trips, like one parent would take one child and go and they'd be gone for a month. And so as, since I was the older kid and my dad has got less keep the kid alive skills than my mom does. So mom got my younger brother and they went, you know, and I was in high school. So I was stuck with dad and it was dad like, well, you can kind of keep yourself alive. So, you know, I won't yeah. really assume. You'll probably live. Yeah. So he, he, for whatever reason, thought I really liked pizza. So we used to get like mm. Pizza Hut every night for dinner. Yeah. Uh, so that was like, we've never had pizza dinner up to that point. And then I had a month of pizza dinners. Um, so <laughs> like, is this what other people do? You know, like the whole concept mm. of getting pizza, it was, it was new. But the worst thing, the worst thing the guy ever, ever did was try to learn to cook. Like he's actually not a bad cook overall, mm. but I just- It wasn't a great sales feature at the start of that story. <laughs> Well, right now, he's like his stuff is actually interesting. I won't say it's good; it's just interesting, right? Like, I'm not really a great cook, ah, right? sort of like my um, me going with sardines and banana. Interesting, but really good. Yeah, no, the, the, there's a line between biological weapon and you have crossed it. Uh, <laughs> just instead of like squeezing your green protein powder, like that, that's a yeah, oh, that's and then it's like you wouldn't come out. That was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, then it becomes a business. Yeah, it, it would just like you couldn't pull out the spoon. I think we chucked out the entire bowl with a spoon stuck to it. Yeah, so, I like, think that was <laughs> yogurt, protein powder, and what else was in there? I can't you remember. Had, uh, oh, psyllium like, husk. Because psyllium oh, husk yeah. was good for you. Yeah, yeah. And athletic greens, possibly as well at the time. <laughs> I was like, I don't have time to drink all these things separately. It's a lot of work. Just put it into a couple of spoons of yogurt and down it. He says he didn't have time. He he was currently he was crashing in my couch. He had no job. <laughs> hey, I was a very busy unemployed person, right? <laughs> you don't know how difficult it is to be unemployed. You wouldn't understand. 
Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, so th that is not on that side of the, uh, you know, trying to kill everyone with a biological weapon. Um, he, he was more on the, well, if it says sausages take 10 minutes to cook, if I put it on super high heat, it'll take five minutes to cook. And okay, one day my aunt came to visit and dad's like, I'm gonna fry you up some sausages. And he puts it on. It's been like three minutes. And he's like, yep, yep, it's done. Because the outside is burnt to a crisp, right? And yep. my aunt cuts it open and it's like raw on the inside. Mm, and he's like, delicious. And I'm like, yeah, like what version of it? It's like a sausage. <laughs> No, he's just ahead of his time. He's going for rare. <laughs> yeah, but with sausage meat. <laughs> he's been to um, the nice restaurants. Yeah, so so I think there's one version worse after sandwiches, which is ethnic parent trying to cook non-ethnic food <laughs> and getting it very yeah, wrong. Yeah, no, we, we, we stay away from that. We get takeaway, of course, but um, mm, no. So I feel like there's yeah. a lot of uh, food groups that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> I feel like half of that was my growing for next time, but anyway. Yeah. Well, do you have any other food-related tales of growing up brown to keep it on theme? Food-related ones. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, okay. Okay. There's a good uh, bit of wind coming in right now. <laughs> well, okay. This actually applies to the last time I went out with my parents. So actually, straight after the anaphylaxis, I was like, you know what? I just need something. Like, everything went okay, but you know, you, you kind of use up all the adrenaline. And I was like, I just need something that's wholesome, if you like. You know, just uh, sure. sit around with family. I made the mistake of going, oh, well, my parents live around the corner. I'll take them out for um, dinner. And the place we wanted to go to was shut. And it's like the only place mm. my parents kind of like, right? And they were like, oh, uh... and remember that it's like they'll close this one day of the week. I'm like, look, I don't care. Let's just go out. You know, I just want yeah. comfort food and company. Uh, and it was like a kebab place, and we just happened to find another place around the corner. And we got there, and the guy's like, oh, look, um, you want, like, the skewer kebab things, but some guy just came and bought, like, 460 that we made, you know? Huh. We've only got other things, like, it's a bit unusual, but we kind of sold out, you know? And I was like, yeah, cool, we'll order whatever is there. And my dad's like, oh. well, he just came back with a clever answer, didn't he? And I'm like... Uh, it's like, oh, like as in, you know, clearly they just didn't have any. Like, okay, like, you know, we can then just walk out, right? Like, I'm not <laughs> anything specific, but I'm not sure how selling out of something when you have paying customers is a clever thing. But anyway, so we order not a standard business tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, you can't buy from me. You know, so I want some other stuff. And anyway, the food was fine. There's nothing amazing, right? Like, I got generous servings and all that. But because it's not their favorite restaurant, the nitpicking stuff. There's like, ah, oh right. my god, you know, uh, can, can you, like, I can't believe it cost this much. Like, you know, if we were back at home, we could have got like a chicken breast and this would have been $3, not, not like $23. <laughs> and I was like, oh yes. god, why, why did I decide that this is how I would relax, you know? Uh, where it's like, oh, they didn't cook this just right. I'm like, I think like when you're putting meat and like sticking it on a metal thing over a charcoal, there's not too many steps that you can yeah. stuff up. Like it's literally skewer and leave on top of charcoal, you know? Um, and then it got so bad at one point because they're like, oh, can we have some serviettes, right? Uh, or some water, I can't remember. And the waitress, there was only one and they had a bit of a busy run with um 
like take away customers come that's and so she mm-hmm. forgot for like five minutes and she eventually came yeah. back. But in those five minutes, like, oh my God, they just hire anyone to run this for nice. You know, I can't believe she's forgotten. Like, <laughs> chill, dude. Like, we actually have serviettes on the table. You just want some extras. Like, yeah. Chill out, you know? So much for no, nice. Yeah. I was just like, the reason we are here is because I've just had someone try to die. We stopped that. I just want to relax a bit. Like, can we not do this? Like, have you had to, like your parents seem pretty chill, but uh, anything similar where where they just cross compare or micro analyze uh, mm. eating out? Yeah, um, yeah. I have to say, unfortunately, I've also started doing that now. <laughs> what? So I, I went three days ago or two days ago. I can't remember. Anyway. There's a oh restaurant my God. just over you're there. You're not just growing up brown, you're turning brown. This is a new thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm in the sun, turning more brown. I think that's how it works. <laughs> so I went to this restaurant because we were like, all right, look, we're going to be holed up here for the next like three days. So the day we arrived, like, all right, it's a nice day. Let's just get out, have a nice restaurant meal. And uh, that place looked like it had some nice photos on Google, 4.8 reviews. I'm like, excellent. Went there. And uh, first thing was it realized, oh, it's actually kind of fancy resort-looking place because there was people coming down the steps. So for context, we got out of our little boat and I was holding up uh, a, gar- a bag full of garbage to throw out because, you know, that's what you do when you get off your boat. You take your garbage with you and look for a garbage bin. <laughs> Whereas the people that were coming down the stairs looked like the kind of people that had people to carry their garbage for them. <laughs> so anyway, threw out the garbage, went upstairs, and then like, everybody's awfully fancy dressed. I've got slippers on. Anyway, <laughs> sat down, nice meal, a little bit expensive. But then you're like, hmm, yeah, this pasta is really good. But I just went to a pasta making class. I could, I could make it better at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you should you should like come for dinner with my parents then. Actually, yeah, I think we get along well. <laughs> yeah, I've never made it. And even the wine, like you know, it was really good wine, great wine. But you know, not some wine already inside the boat. <laughs> it's pretty good uh, wine. I was like, and I paid four euros. Grapes. And I could like yeah. step on it on the boat and I could just forget about it for a while and it would be perfect. No, I went for the next level, which was, um, well, the wine you buy in like France for four euros is pretty good. You can buy it there, you buy it in bulk, four euros, and then you pour it into a fancy looking decanter. And when you pour that out, it's amazing. So I was like, mm, I don't know, 15 euros for a glass of wine or it's a bottle for four euros sitting under the floor. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's because you don't enjoy the hard stuff like Coke Zero like I do. This is true. Yeah, Coke Zero, oh man, so much. Very volumetrically yeah, inefficient. Got to drink yeah, spirits. That, yeah, yeah that, that's right. That's the, the spiritual no zero is what you're at. <laughs> well, you could bring the, uh, what, what was the no alcohol thing? Oh, the uh, seedlip, seedlip, yeah, 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 yeah. seedlip, seedlip, yep, yep, that'd be all right. We can do that. Yeah, I've been meaning to try it and get into like the whole mocktail making thing, but just at the moment, 
it's been damage control for getting to Korea and back and again. So it says like everything uh, to try and get all that done. And I'm still playing catch up on like a list that I've actually give up to make it all work. Ow, so, hey, see it looks good, but it's like it's very expensive kind of national water. Yeah, especially once you add the tonic. Well, I mean, it, it's just the tonic brings all the, the flavor, right? Like, as in, it's well, no, yeah, I know, but as soon as you, I found as soon as you add the tonic, it tastes like tonic water. And so we'll just add yeah. water to the tonic water. <laughs> Well, yeah, it just adds the smell. So I don't know, maybe there is, because I have had some really nice mocktails lately in some fairly fancy places. Um, okay. And, okay. Then, and it was like, oh, I was like, oh, if I could make that, I would genuinely want to sip on that. Um, Are you sure it wasn't just Coke Zero? No, this is like, and I distinctly remember it because it wasn't Coke Zero. It's one of the, like, the three times this year where I haven't ordered Coke Zero, Zero with an umbrella? <laughs> Charge double the price? And I did a yeah. Damn, um, cocktail. No, there was one that had like Earl Grey tea mixed in with the egg spirit. And uh, like some, I want to say like it wasn't honey, but it was like some sort of sweet syrup as well. It was actually really nice. I was like, I don't know what this is, but this flavor combination, based on what I was reading, is not all that affecting, but it's actually like, I sit up like, because most of the time, like, eh, and then I forget about it and the ice dive boots, and then I'm like, okay, I, just, mm-hmm. I don't know what. And every like to, uh, maybe order like three or four a year, right? Like mocktails. Because I do find that is from like mocktails. Mocktails is about the same. I just feel like I'm getting jibbed every time. <laughs> well, I've discovered one way to not be jibbed by alcohol, and I feel like it's made me a bit of a day drinker while I was in Spain. Thankfully, I've left Spain now, so it's less of a problem. But you can go to the shop, right? You get an espresso. That will cost you say two euros but then they have this other drink called a carajito which is i might be butchering that pronunciation but for 250 euros you then get a shot of alcohol in your espresso would you like a shot of rum baileys whatever you like and in your coffee so the thing is the brown part of me was like was 50 cents for a shot of alcohol how can you not get it like that's just wrong so every day I'd be getting my coffee with a shot of Bailey's or rum. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see that as the see the Muslim brown person is saving even more money and compounding that over time. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like not I, getting I a I shot of alcohol for fifty cents. cents. I, I think no, not I paying fifty cents for a shot of alcohol is just. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, my question would be taking fifty cents for like smelly non-alcohol. Right? Like, <laughs> and, and like, no, I just want my coffee. Thank you. <laughs> I'll pay you fifty cents extra to leave it out. Yeah, no, no, I just, just can't do it without it. Anyway, I'm in Italy now, so they don't have that on offer. Oh, so your liver got a bit of a workout. Um, mm. Anyway, this has gotten, it sounds like the storm is getting really, really intense over Picked there. Picked up a little bit. It's getting going to be going real good by that 4 p.m. It's 1.30 right now. Um, and then it slowly dies off. So, yeah, you know. Right, Better get the gin and tonic in now, not later. <laughs> Should we uh, wrap up this episode with our good news for the week? Or oh, the that episode, sounds like an idea. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go first on this one because tying in with the Korea thing, 
I like you know how when you go somewhere, all your news feed fills up with like where you're going or like you know, it's like a targeted marketing thing. So mm. because just in Korea, I've just been getting like K-pop stuff. Just that. <laughs> so the one thing that actually caught my eye was this, where I didn't know about it whilst I was there. I would have actually gone to visit. So supposedly a few years ago in Korea, they had like this uh, overpass on the highway that wasn't really getting used much. And they like, demolished the whole thing and converted the sections that they couldn't into like a Highland style overpass. Um, mm. One section of the highway where it was like next to like a historic creek, they actually turned it back into a creek and a park. So it's like now, huh. instead of this multi-lane huge highway, it's like this really nice nature reserve. I've seen photos of it because some of the other Samsung people who went, actually went to visit it and I only saw it after I got back so I was like it actually looks like it's not quite like the New York Highline but it's a very similar concept and it looks pretty sick on what I can see so yeah that's like my uh, good news thing people are actually going the other way and people are just expanding and expanding highways going back and making them nicer oh, to look at. That's good. yeah well mine's the green one as well and uh, there was a uh, an article as well basically apparently the Amazon Defore deforestation has dropped by 60% over the last 12 months. And but do you know again, why? No. Why? Bolsonaro got ousted from the... Uh, the yeah, well, this might have something to do with the next one as well, which is there was some dude who's like cleared, I don't know, 6.5 hectares or something that's actually been arrested and, you know, assets frozen. And you're like, huh, did he just not pay enough bribe to the right person? What's going on? Or is it the guy that was getting the bribe is no longer there? No, no, Bolsonaro specifically said the Amazon belongs to uh, Brazil. Yeah, yeah, Brazil. Brazil, right? Yeah, um, so he basically was like, because I think the South American, some of the countries get funding from the EU and other places to preserve mm. it, like in the yeah. etc. Yeah. They get paid not to but he was like, no, the Amazon belongs to the people of Argentina and we're going to cut it down because we want to, because of economic progress. And so people yeah. just went nuts. And so the new guy's mm. like, yeah, that was stupid. So that's not <laughs> Well, that didn't work. <laughs> but either way, it's like, yeah, it's, it, it's surprising that people have gone the other way, which is nice. Well, I, I think when, when, when you kind of go, oh, there's rules again, damn it. Mm. Yeah. Well, right. I think that's a sufficient amount of sufficient amount of good news because I can see bad news coming. So <laughs> I'm going to go watch that. To, uh, so Chandra, I had so we are sh shipwrecked uh, catch up. Right? <laughs> so you're not moving anywhere for a while, I hear. <laughs> Should we, we'll call the guests. <laughs> Scheduling just got a little easier. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for me. Anything from you? No. See you next time. Probably. Like and subscribe. And if you have any more messages, please do send. We will have more growing up brown stories. Or with Chandra, he'll turn more brown and turn into a proper. And I'll turn into. We can change it to becoming brown stories. Well, until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe, leave a review.